Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. If you have something that's likely to show up, mention it before it comes back. It's going to be awkward though. Yeah, but it's going to be awkward when it comes back on the check anyway. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, who is our shoot your shot shout out going to this week? This week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to Raina and this has got to be up there with one of my favourite ones ever. She says, hey guys, I've been manifesting being able to send one of these messages to you since I first heard you do a shout out on the potty and here we are. I love this. This is what it's all about. Oh, I love that like that can be your goal. And the thing is you don't have to have landed the job to get a shout out at all. Like you just, you know, feeling really confident is worthy of a shout out. Absolutely. She says, I'm a beauty therapist of 10 years and just got a job at a bank as a fraud analyst. Totally new field for me, but I'm confident I got the job because I nailed the interview all thanks to your podcast. I started listening from the moment I got a phone interview and re-listened to a lot of eps again before my online panel interview. I actually had technical difficulties at the start of the interview and have since found out they were impressed with how calm I managed to stay, that that little mistake and how I handled it could have been a big player in me getting the job. Anyway, thank you so much for making such a use. It it says useless. I'm assuming that's a typo and she actually means useful. (laughs) I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Thanks so much for making such a useless podcast. (laughs) I'm sure she means useful. (laughs) While keeping it fun and easy to listen to, I'll recommend this to everyone I know. Thank you, Raina. And we promise keep being useless to take that as useful. (laughs) When we first created the shout outs, I really hoped that someone would take it as inspiration to be like, I'm going to be on one of those shout outs. And I just love that idea that even though you might not be listening anymore because you've got your job and you've started, your story is then inspiration for the next people that listen, you know, it's a flow on effect. It's the best. So if you're out there doing a massive career change from like beauty therapy to fraud analysis, I wonder if she did some study. We'll have to find out. You can be inspired by Raina. She did it. So you can too. 
If you need help to get to where Rainer is, you can check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. She's a superstar. She does it with people all over the world. She has lots of time available, super flexible. And we go through all of your interview prep and you leave there feeling confident and ready to go in and smash the interview. Most of the people I speak to, they're already pretty good because they've been listening to the podcast. So they've been doing some prep, but we're able to just Take it to that next level by getting feedback and hearing like an impartial person and what they think. Totally. And if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs. Let's now get into it. This week's topic, we're going to be talking about passing the pre-employment or background checks. And this can be kind of the last step in the process. It can be quite involved. It could be really no steps depending on the company. It can really vary. What is included in a background check? For me, what comes to mind immediately is criminal. (laughs) Totally. And that can definitely be one of them. So it could be a criminal history check. It could be like a pre-employment medical. It will depend on the role and the company. Oftentimes, these are very driven by what kind of job you're going into. For example, if you're going into like a finance role, a criminal history check might be really relevant because they want to check whether you've committed fraud in the past. Or if you're going into people's homes or you have some kind of trust-based role, you know, like a caseworker or something like that, or where you have sensitive information, it might be really dependent on what type of role. Or it might be something that the whole organization just decides that they want to do these kinds of tests to manage their risk. They might be a really high profile company and they want to put everyone through this. So really depends, but it couldn't involve a medical That's usually for roles that involve some kind of physical involvement. They want to make sure that you can physically handle the role. My old roommate went to one of these recently. He has a job in like a pathology lab, so it's not very strenuous at all, but he had to go for a physio and he said it was so awkward. Like the physio was like, right, now squat right to the ground. And he'd like squat and then he'd like, now stick your arms in the air. Like it was just very weird movements that he was like, what am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) And they take photos and they measure. Sometimes they're combined with a drug test as well. They'll take either like a blood or a urine or a hair or a saliva drug test. Again, this is just based on whatever the company's decided. Obviously, that company has decided that they want to make sure that if their workers have any pre-existing injuries, that they can make sure that they're managing for that. Like if they discovered that he had a really severe injury in his knee or something, that they would have to make sure that they don't make that any worse in the workplace. So that's some of the reasons that they might be doing those kinds of things. Sometimes it does feel very random though. You're like, this is an office job. Why are you making me lift 20 kilos and making sure I don't have... And some of the questions I've seen on them, they ask you some pretty invasive stuff. Like, do you bite your nails? Like, I'm sorry, how is that relevant? Oh my God, that is none of your business. I know, right? I don't love them personally, but hey, if it's part of the what they're doing for the job, it's just something you've got to do. You're not going to have much success challenging whether they do any of these. Normally it's policy. It's for a reason. And are there any other kinds? Yes. So the criminal history, I think you already mentioned, they might do driving records and driving history. Obviously, if it's a job that you have to drive in, would be super relevant. Yeah, I used to have to drive a company car and on application you had to have your full license and have a clean driving record and you had to specify that in your resume. But then I did that and they didn't check. How do you check that? Or can you check? I feel like they just took my word for it. But that's the thing. If they found out that you didn't have a clean driving history, again, it's different companies managing their risk in different ways. Some companies might be comfortable by saying, cool, you've had to specify that. 
if we find out that that was a lie, we can terminate you for lying because you provided false information on purpose, right? So they're like, cool, we can deal with that. Other companies don't want to take your word for it and they want to check because maybe you were like a bus driver and like you lying about that has other people's lives at risk now. So they have to have a higher standard of actually checking those things. So it depends on what they're comfortable with. Were you mostly driving just yourself around? Yeah. Yeah, right. So they're like, well, you know. Does it really matter if she's gotten into a fender bender before like, or run a red light once before? Like, It doesn't really matter. So different companies will do different things. Credit history check. This one is so horrible and dystopian to me and I think it's awful, but it's very common in the US. They will actually check your credit. And if you have debts that you haven't paid back and things like that, that could stop you from getting a job, which is just... This is horrific on so know, many levels. I know. Like I said, super dystopian to me. Who doesn't have debts in America? Americans, are you doing okay? <laughs> I know. I know. It doesn't make sense to me at all. And for those in the US, like, I don't know whether this is a thing outside of the US around the rest of the world, but it's certainly not a thing in Australia at all. I can see it potentially being involved for a very specific role. Like, for example, if you were going for the kind of role where they're like, can you be blackmailed for anything? You'd have to disclose heaps of stuff like this. Like if you were going for like a security service type role and you had to have security clearances and things, maybe they'd go into this. Because if you had heaps of debt, maybe someone could bribe you. You know, that's where they'd be going with it. Or if you, again, were like in a finance role and you'd been bankrupt before, maybe they'd want to know if you're going to be a CFO and you've been personally bankrupt, maybe they'd care about that. Again, it would be quite rare for them to do that in Australia. Qualifications and registrations and things, really common. I'd say this is probably the most common one. Checking that you do have that degree or you are registered with that agency you need to, to be a physio or to be a doctor or a nurse or whatever it is. Those kinds of things are pretty common. Having your vaccinations, and I don't just mean COVID. This was obviously a thing way before for anyone who works in a medical field. You know, if you're working with children, whooping cough vaccinations. That same roommate I was just talking about had to get two new boosters because the ones he had as kids had expired. So before he started his new job, he had to get them. Totally, your measles, mumps, rubella, all that kind of stuff that you need to tick off and you need to prove that you've got. They might be checking those. I had a friend actually who had to get a new one. I can't remember what vaccination it was, but she couldn't find the evidence that she'd had it, that she'd lost the certificate from when she was a kid. So she had to get another one. Or they do blood tests to prove that you've got the antibodies in your blood from having had the vaccination. Imagine having to do all of that for a job. Anyway, (laughs) you might need to do a working with children check. They're called different things in different states and I'm sure in different countries, but a specific kind of background check that enables you to work with kids and vulnerable people, working with the elderly and things like that. There's often checks involved. And there could also be a social media check. Now we did a whole episode about that way back in our season one. Could your social media cost you the job? So if you're interested in that specific topic, you can go back there. But yeah, definitely social media, even just media searches in general. I actually had this situation come up fairly recently where a person in our company Googled someone's name after they'd applied for a job. Oh, no. And they had blasted their old boss publicly and released information because they had a bad exit or bad relationship or something like that. And let me just take a wild guess. They did not get hired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't even make it to an interview. So I think having your name publicly associated with things or whatever, I've seen lots of examples. I don't know about you, Em. I'm on TikTok a lot. I've seen so many stories of people, their employers finding their TikTok. Yes. TikToks they've made at work. Yeah. 
and firing them for what they've said on TikTok, for talking about their pay publicly, for talking about their work or, yeah, making a TikTok joking about how they hate their job or (laughs) stuff like that. I saw one who had made a TikTok in the car with a Starbucks drink and it said when I always tell them that I'm late because of the kids but actually because it's I always got a Starbucks on my way in. Oh, no. Like... The thing that people need to know, and I think this is where this comes from, if you've got someone in your contacts, it recommends their videos to you straight away. So if you've got your boss's phone number and your boss has got your phone number and they're on TikTok, your video is coming up on their page. So it's not like, oh, they found it. That is so important. It's leading them to it. They are going to see it if there's something. So all of these kinds of checks, they can be done informally, but they can also be done formally. There's also like official social media screens that people can run as well. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Boring stuff out of the way. They're all the checks that you can get asked to do. Let's get into the tips for the checks. What do you think, Em? If they put you to this stage and they're starting to do checks... Have you landed the job? I think it means you're almost there. I think this is probably the step after the references. You're almost there. But if one of these goes AWOL, there's a chance you could still not get it. Yes. Normally, you will be offered the job as long as none of these have any flags. That's usually what's going on. So very, very good sign because you don't want to go through this whole process of doing criminal history checks on multiple people. Imagine going out to get two new vaccinations (laughs) and then they say, Actually, you haven't got the job. I'd be pissed off. (laughs) Well, exactly. Some of them might even come after an official offer, but some of them will likely come before and they may even hold back on stuff like the contract because they don't want to lock it in just in case there's something that flags. So if they have mentioned that you will need to do some kind of background checks, you can find out what they include so you can get your documents together and get the ball rolling. Yes, exactly. And I think it's really helpful here to know what's going to be involved, what you're going to need to do. Again, with the vaccination stuff, can you plan ahead, dig out those documents? If it's your qualifications and stuff, do you have the original certificates? Do you need to request those? Some of that can take a little while. Have you checked your driving history? Do you need to renew your working with children? All that kind of stuff. The drug test one, look, I don't know that there's... (laughs) So much prep that you can do for that one. It depends on whether it's saliva, blood or hair testing. You may want to find that out. Just going to leave that there. Also, do your research. Criminal history covers a lot more than you think it does. Can you tell me about this? I think this is probably going to differ in every country because every country will have a different police history, criminal history. They call it different things. A lot of people um, go through certain charges or they go to court for something or they are involved with the law in some way and they don't have what's called a criminal record, but they do have a criminal history and those things will come up on a criminal history check, even though it's not a criminal record. Does that make sense? So a criminal record. So say custody battles could show up or you appealed a driving sentence or. Yeah, more so like you 
had a DUI or something, they'll say things like, oh, well, if you go through this path, it's not a criminal record, but it does come up on a criminal history. The other really common one is drug-related possession charges. That was a really common one that we saw come back on a lot of people's history. And they'd been told, well, if you get in Australia, in New South Wales, what's called a Section 10, essentially that means that you pay a fine and as long as you don't do it again, you don't have a criminal record. However, the Section 10 comes up on a criminal history check. And so we would be sending out, hey, Emma, last step of the process, we just need to do a criminal history check. All the details will come from this provider. You give them your ID, they'll do the check and then it'll come back to us. If there's anything that we should be aware of, let us know. That can just help us understand why it might be taking a while to come back because you're expecting something to come up on it. And the person's like, no, no, not expecting anything. You there going, oh, my Section 10 is not going to be on there, except it is. And so then you've told us that there's nothing going to come back on it and then it does. And then we've got a problem because I was expecting it to come back in two days time because it's clean and it's taken two weeks and there's something on it and it's a surprise and now we've got to talk about it. So in that scenario, well, you can't help it if the person didn't know, but if they are thinking, oh, should I say something? What do you think they should just say? There's a drug charge on their possession. Well, this is where you should do the research. Find out what things come up on what checks. So I would be looking up what is a criminal history check? Does a Section 10 come up on a criminal history check? That's what I would be looking up. And I'm sure that there's information out there that would say, yes, it probably will. And so then you know, hey, it's worth mentioning. We'll get to that in a second when you have something that you know might come up, what you should do about it. Okay. So you'll need forms of ID. Think about legal names, marriage certificates, things like that. Yeah, we often ran into this with people where we got delayed and they can't start, we can't officially offer them the job until they do these checks. And they had their driver's license in their married name, but their birth certificate in their unmarried name. And you need something to connect those two together. You can't just upload them because the system or the ID people that are doing the police check or whatever else it is are a bit like, how do we know that's the same person? You need a marriage certificate that ties those two together. Sometimes people don't have that or they lost it or whatever. So you need to think about those kinds of things in advance. If you want to make this process as seamless and as smooth as possible, like we talked about with like getting your contract done really quickly and making it super easy, start thinking about this stuff early. Go and find your passport now if you know that this stuff is coming. Have it in a little green folder like I do. And if you have something that's likely to show up, mention it before it comes back. It's going to be awkward though. Yeah, but it's going to be awkward when it comes back on the check anyway. Give me an example of what you would say if I'm the employer, you have a marijuana possession from when five years ago. What are you going to say to me? I've had these conversations so much more than what you would expect. So much more. It's much more common than what you would realise for people to have some kind of run in with the law or for something to come up on their drug test as well. Sometimes it's prescription and all that kind of thing. So if you're going into that and you know, hey, something might come up and you've researched and you know that that's something you need to give them a heads up about, I'd be calling, emailing, saying, hey, Emma, happy to do the criminal history check. I've just uploaded all my details and and sent that off. Just as a heads up, I did have a situation about five years ago where there was a drug possession charge. It wasn't serious and it didn't go any further and there's been nothing on my record since then. But I just wanted to let you know because that will most likely show on there. What am I going to say? No worries, thanks. Would they normally ask more questions or would they probably just be like, okay, thanks? Yeah, so look, 
what you're doing at that stage, I'm not asking for more information as the HR person or the recruiter or whatever at that stage. I'm like, hey, Emma, thanks for letting me know. Once the check comes back, we'll see what's on there and then we'll come back to you for some more information. And is this going to be a deal breaker if you're disclosing this? Are they pretty much going to write you off compared to somebody who has no criminal history? No, absolutely not. It depends on what it is, like how long ago it was, whether it's related to the job or not, how serious it was at the time, all your medical stuff, again, how relevant it is to the job, what their policies are. There's lots of different factors. It doesn't necessarily mean if you have something come up on any one of these checks, it doesn't mean that you won't get the job. But what you are better to do is not have it be a surprise because the thing is with these checks, they're factual checks, right? If there's something there to be found, it will be found. So you're going to have to have an awkward conversation about it anyway. You may as well control that and be upfront and show honesty, transparency, all those wonderful things rather than being caught out. I feel like we say this constantly on the podcast. Every scenario ever, we're just like, just be upfront. Better to get it. That's just the slogan of interview boss. Just say it. Yes. I was having another chat with a colleague and they were talking about how they'd found out really late in the interview process, like the last round interview, that the person all along had already left their last job and they only found out on that like last round interview. And it felt like they'd been hiding something. And it wasn't actually an issue. It made sense in the context of what was going on. Everyone has, you know, a bad job story situation at one point. They were happy to be understanding. It was the fact that it felt like it had been hidden until they were specifically asked. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of throws up like, okay, if I don't catch you on a mistake in your work, are you just going to hide it from me? That's the kind of vibe that it gives. So, One question we did actually get in our DMs is what if you have something that will come up, but you don't know if they're even going to do a check at all, if that's part of their process? I think this is a really interesting one. Because you don't want to confess if they're not even going to find out. Exactly. And that's kind of the vibe of what my answer is. Someone, I think the person in our DMs had said that they had a DUI from quite a few years ago. My feedback in that situation, if you don't know whether they're doing any background checks or not, I'm not like voluntarily disclosing that you had a mental breakdown three years ago and got a DUI. I just don't think it. you don't need to. Here's the caveat though. As long as it doesn't prevent you from safely or legally doing that job, you can't be hiding things that like, oh, I don't have a license, but I'm not going to mention it. Or like, I have a back injury. I can't actually lift things. And even though they're not doing medicals, I'm not going to mention it. It has to be safe and legal for you to do the role. If that's the case and that's okay and they're not going to do checks, you do not have to mention it as far as I feel. However, maybe find out what's the next steps in the process, what else is involved before I get my contract. I'd be maybe finding out those things. And then if they say, hey, we've just got some background checks for you to do, we're going to do a driving history, that's when you would say, okay, yeah, no worries. I just wanted to flag you know, there is something that will come back on my driving history from a couple of years ago. You know, there's a lot that was going on in my life around that time. And I'd love to give you some context, but just wanted to flag that before it actually comes back. Great answer. And did you reply to this girl in our DMs? I hope you did. Yeah. Great. So if something does come back, what's immediately going to happen after that? Some employers will give you an opportunity to respond and provide context. And normally that's in line with the legislation around it. I think it's important to kind of check what the anti-discrimination laws in your area say, specifically for a criminal history or a criminal record. They aren't allowed to discriminate on the basis of that result 
unless it affects your ability to do the role. So if it's unrelated, if it's a driving related charge and you're going to be in the office not driving for anything, it will be discrimination if that's the reason they don't give you the job. So it's nice to know that and I think it's helpful to do some research on what that looks like. They will hopefully come back to you and allow you to provide some context. In some cases, like your social media or whatever, they might come back to you and say, hey, we found this, you know, what do you think? Um, It could be that you're ruled out immediately. Again, something like a medical, if you need the ability to lift and they're saying you don't have the ability to lift that much, that may be the reason because they're saying, well, look, you can't do this role. If you've been positive for a particular drug and they have a no drugs policy, again, that's going to be a fairly black and white answer unless you've got a prescription medication or something that you're taking. But there is often some room to discuss these kinds of things and to give context. Also, check that the information is correct and report it if it isn't. You want to make sure it's all good. And this can happen. You could be mixed up with someone with a similar name or they might have Googled you and got some social media results and it's actually not your account and it's someone who's been impersonating you or something like that. So you want to make sure that they do have the right information and make sure that if there is something incorrect that you actually report it and you make sure that they know, hey, that's incorrect and I've actually reported that to the agency because that's actually not me. You can ask for copies of these reports and things as well, and they may be willing to provide them to you. Boom, there you have it. There's your guide to passing the pre-employment or background checks. Hope that helped. It's a bit of a heavy topic today, isn't it? It's not very a fun one, but I think it's a thing that people go through and it's nice to know why they're happening and what the process is. Definitely. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.